Hey everybody, welcome to the You Bother Me podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Dupay, a regular person who gets bothered by people just like you. That's right, you bother me. And I'm sure if you're around me long enough, I'm going to bother you. Each episode, you and I will talk conflict resolution because we need each other. We're going to discuss strategies and tips to help you solve people problems. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's talk about what's wrong with other people because other people are really the problem. Am I right? Hey everybody and welcome to the You Bother Me podcast. I'm so excited that today I'm going to be talking with you about how to deal with conflict in a dating relationship. I received an email from a college student who asked that question, and uh, I think it's a perfect question just to catapult us into the fall here as we talk about relationships. So what I'd like to do is just set up just a little bit of this conversation and then share four principles that I learned a long time ago from uh, one of my esteemed professors in seminary and uh, something that we as a married couple have really applied to our lives for the many years that we've been together now. So let's talk about dating real quick. So I'm going to start with my definition of dating. And uh, dating is practice for marriage. Okay, Dating is practice for marriage. A test of Christian worldview and of Christ-like covenant that produces godly love, whether you get married or not. Now, let me repeat that just so that everybody can understand and just uh, know where I'm coming from, from a Christian worldview and what dating is for. So dating is practice for marriage, a test of Christian worldview and of Christ-like covenant that produces godly love, you ready, whether you get married or not. So I like to say this to young people when they're dating, a great relationship ends well. When we are able, from a Christian worldview point, to have a great relationship that even if it does not end up in marriage, even if we break up, it is something that that I'm able to walk away with, with no shame, no guilt and that I loved the other person through the eyes of Christ, Christian worldview, and Christ-like covenant. So what are some of the pitfalls that take place in dating sometimes um, when we're looking at an individual? So I'm more of a person that would say that dating on a serious side is going to start to happen uh, possibly junior or senior in high school. I know that there are some couples that started dating uh, in their high school years, and and uh, they, I guess, for better lack of a better term, they made it through those things, and it wasn't a like a a first time run. They they made it, they got married, and that happens, and and so we know that's a re- reality. But we know that many young people go to college today, and uh, they're expecting to kind of hit the dating scene also. So, um, what what does that look like? Um, and and so uh, I think there's a couple pitfalls that we've got to be careful of in our society today 
that will help us in the conversation of dating and how to resolve conflict. So when it comes to dating, I like to say these two statements, okay? And it's two O's, okay? Um, first of all, you do not owe anyone, okay? You don't owe them. This isn't a contract. And the other thing when it comes to dating is that you do not own anyone, you don't own anyone. So you don't owe anyone and you don't own anyone. And the thing that I would say with O is that a lot of times in our relationships that I'm viewing from a distance, there are people, young people especially, that get so emotionally attached that it's almost like they make these um, these threats towards the other individual that if you ever leave me, I won't be able to survive uh, really serious statements that that weigh on the emotions and and when we begin putting an individual above our relationship with Christ, we are actually putting that individual uh, on the shelf of of an idol of our heart, and so we sometimes put so much stock in another individual that we're saying that they owe us something because because I. I'm, I've given you my emotions. I, I've given you my heart. And, uh, in dating, uh, you don't owe anyone. Okay. And the second thing is, is you don't own anyone. Uh, owning anyone comes because of the objective nature of the society that we live in. Uh, it is, uh, treating people like objects, like we, uh, of ownership, um, we try to control them. We try to, to make it so that they don't talk to people we don't want them to talk to. All of these things are very dangerous and not suitable for a dating relationship. So uh, this is why I like to say, resist contract and renew your covenant. So ultimately, marriage is a covenant. It's not a contract. It is a covenant that I will love the individual that God has placed in front of me to marry. I'm going to love them through the eyes of Christ. It's a covenant no matter what takes place. It's until death do us part. And you're like, well, um, so Dr. Dupay, why are you talking about marriage at the same time of conflict in dating? Because there's conflict in marriage just like there's conflict in dating. Okay. The difference is, is that we've made a covenant after marriage. When we say I do, there's a covenant and we work through that. But it's also one of the things that I would say in dating is very important. You need to view how the other person is dealing with conflict in their life. How do they see conflict? So I would say that when you're dating somebody, you look at the context of their life and how they have responded. How do they solve conflict? How do they respond to their mom and dad or those significant uh, mentors in their life? How do they respond to you? How do they respond to your leadership, to your desires, to your goals? And I would just say that there's three things that go into the context of life. It's uh, it, on the on the bad side, okay? Uh, uh, but but it all kinds of helps us to understand this in the dating relationship. So everybody brings into a relationship um, their personal worldview, right? How they see the world, their personal experience, how they've um, experienced the world around them. So how they see the world, how they've experienced the world around them, and then if we are both Christians. 
we need to understand that our personal sin will bring relational conflict. And that's the thing, like I bring, just because I got married doesn't mean that I don't bring my sinful tendencies into the relationship. Just because you're dating the person that you're hoping that maybe this might work out for marriage doesn't mean you're not going to have personal issues in the context of life, okay? So just remember that as Christians, that when you're dating somebody, it's super important to remember that any type of personal sin that comes into the relationship is going to be bring relational conflict. And so that that's just the whole gamut of that. And I'm going to say one more thing until before we get to the meat of um, the podcast today and how to resolve conflict. The, the meat of this is, is really to understand one thing. Um, I see more and more young people today, whether they are college age or in high school, that give something over that is, is not the right approach when we look at the scripture. And what, one of the biggest things that I see that it, really it's, it's leaning on the command of God is that we often don't think there's a problem with dating somebody that does not know Christ. And I'm here to tell you as a brother in Christ today, it's not something against a person. It's something for what Christ has said. He says, you and I are not to be unequally yoked. We're not to try to figure out dating because a person that doesn't know Christ is not going to understand the love of Christ, not going to understand the love and goals of how to love correctly. So my friend, I'm not here to offend you today, but I am here to guide you. I am here to challenge you. And it could be offensive because it is the truth. But if you're if you're dating somebody and you're not sure if they know Christ and you're trying to pursue Christ, it is clear in scripture that you're not to be uh, trying this out and hoping against hope uh, that, uh, that, that you are in a relationship that is unequally yoked, and that is the believer and the non-believer. So where do I go when it comes to re- relationship conflict? I'm going to tell you right now, I go to Ephesians chapter 4. When I was in seminary, um, one of my professors in seminary presented this. I don't know if this is um, uh, his material from his uh, exposition of Ephesians chapter 4, but I'm going to give you it, uh, in our closing today, I'm going to give you four things that uh, how we should resolve conflict, okay? And these are called the four laws of communication. The four laws of communication from Ephesians chapter 4, okay? So what I want to do is I'm going to just give you the four laws. I'm going to read some scripture for you, and then we're going to close things out, okay? But these are the four laws of communication from Ephesians chapter 4. So the first thing that I want to say to you before we look at the four laws is that what our goal should be is Christ-like communication. It is the primary means of demonstrating spiritual maturity. So Ephesians 4.15 is really a verse that is super, super important. It says, but speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. So Christ-like communication, speaking the truth of love, is a reflection of my maturity in Christ, and therefore speaking the truth is something that's very important, okay? So listen, I know this is tough, but in resolving conflict, 
if I'm going to be mature in Christ, what do I have to do about it? I have to speak about it. So pouting, the silent treatment, explosive anger and yelling, trying to manipulate and push the hot button, denial, acting like there's no problem, holding a grudge. How many of these have you been guilty of? I've been guilty of all of these at some time, right? Or running away from the issue. All of those are not showing the maturity of Christ. It is speaking the truth in love, okay? So the thing is, in the world around us, the person that you're dating or engaged to, possibly even the person that you're married to, we've all learned things from our past experience, our past worldview, our personal experiences. We've learned things that can become sinful tendencies, and those sinful tendencies hurt relationships. So here's the four laws of communication, okay? Law number one, how to resolve conflict. Be honest. Be honest. That is law number one, okay? So you must speak. That came from the verse that I just read. You must speak. You must speak the truth. And you must speak the truth in love. Law number one, be honest. So speaking the truth in love looks like this. I I often speak the truth, but I'm very rough with the truth, okay? And and I can turn somebody off from that conversation if I'm not careful. You and I must speak the truth in love. And I read that verse already, so I'm not going to go back there, but it says, but speaking the truth in love, okay? So to to get conflict resolved, you must be honest. You must speak, you must speak the truth, and you must speak the truth in love. And verse 25 is is good for us here too, where it says, "Where therefore putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor. Okay? So speak the truth. You must speak and speak it with love. The second thing about resolving conflict that's super important is this. Keep current. Keep current. You've heard these verses before from verses 26 and 27. It says... Um, In verse 26, it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. What's law number one? Be honest. The second law, keep current. I use my anger constructively. I'm not going to be volcanic. Like, I'm not going to just store up all the little things about that person and get mad at them. How do I resolve conflict? Look, I got to be honest and I got to keep current. So avoid extreme clamming up and avoid extreme blowing up, okay? So where do you want to release that anger? You want to release it towards the problem, not the person, okay? Great stuff, isn't it? This is really good stuff. And this is so helpful because this is how we resolve conflict. And like I said, when I was like two years married, this I heard this in a seminary and that professor was so... Um, so helpful in understanding how the Word of God teaches us how to deal with conflict in relationships, okay? Law number one, be honest. Law number two, keep current. Law number three, attack the problem, not the person. Attack the problem and not the person. So verse 29 tells us this. Let me see here. Verse 29, it says, No foul language should come from your mouth, 
but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Okay? So I'm attacking the problem, not the person. I want to be able to resolve conflict without attacking the person. So what do I do? I don't lie about them. You're lazy. Well, you say, well, they might be lazy. But when I put it in these these realms of tearing down character, you always do that. You're a liar. You're just like, uh uh-oh, your mother or your father. These are, are examples that talk about person, the person and not the action that they failed to do. So what happens is that when you and I point the finger at somebody and and accuse them, it puts up the walls of defenses, okay? Law number one, I'm saying them over and over so we can learn them. Law number one, be honest. Law number two, keep current. Law number three, attack the problem, not the person. Use speech that builds somebody up. And finally, law number four, act, don't react. Verses 31 and 32 are very helpful for us because it says, let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting, and slander be removed from you along with all malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God, for, for, for his sake, forgave you through Christ. Act, don't react. Avoid sinful expressions of reactionary anger. So act in the control of the Holy Spirit. We're Christians, right? That's what we're talking about. How do I deal with conflict in a dating relationship? Well, God lays it out for us, and I just think these things are so helpful. Be honest, keep current, attack the problem, not the person, act, don't react. So you say, okay, I I hear these things. How am I supposed to apply them? What I would do is always, always, always look at yourself first before you go try to solve somebody else's problem. Are you a part of the problem? Are you contributing to the problem? Have you evaluated your own life? Have you been praying about this? And then you go and ask the person to talk. And a lot of times what I like to do is try to find a time where we can talk and just get this thing settled um, in, in a constructive way. It's almost like a business meeting, although the person sitting across from you is somebody that you really care for, uh, possibly love, okay? So just think about that. Let me go back to the very beginning and closing just so that you can understand where we came from. How do I resolve conflict in a dating relationship? Well, remember what dating is for. Dating is practice for marriage. A test of Christian worldview and of Christ-like covenant that produces godly love, whether you get married or not. And if you can practice the four laws of communication, like sometimes I have done well and other times I have not done so well, if you can practice those things well, you are going to be a happy individual whether or not you get married to that other person or not. Because dating is practice for marriage, and we learn the covenant of love through doing these things. This is Dr. Ryan Dupay. I hope that you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me today. You've been listening to the You Bother Me podcast. If you like what you've heard today, or even if I bothered you, please subscribe, rate, and share this with your friends and family. 
For notes and information about today's podcast, visit youbotherme.org, where you can contact me and follow me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, that's youbotherme.org. This is Dr. Ryan Dupay. Until next time, live in peace, seek unity, and may God bless you.